0: Welcome back, guys. Episode 16, Don't Call Me Skinny podcast. I'm Coach Sarah J here with CP Fitness. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I am super excited. have another awesome guest. And um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her. Her name is Jeanette. Hello, Jeanette. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you. Guys, Jeanette is a client of mine, former client, almost... Current client again.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, by the time this airs, it'll be current client again. And uh, Jeanette's been working with me how long? We, we just talked about this. Like uh, A little over two years. little over two years, guys. Those of you that want this shit in one day, it's not happening. Um, A little over two years. And it's been a wild ride, yeah? It has. It absolutely <laughs> has. It's, we've had some good times. I have known Jeanette a really long time. She's a good friend of mine from high school technically even though we didn't go to the same high school but we did meet in high school and then we like parted separate ways for a while eight years or so yeah and then we came back and uh, I moved back to Michigan, and we were out for a friend's mutual friend's birthday, and we were just so like, is that Sarah? Is that Jeanette? Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like, you know, love at first sight again. Yes. So thank you again for coming today. I'm really excited to ask you a few questions about uh, – your journey, because it's an incredible one. And uh, was, I'm excited for you to share it with um, my listeners today. So the first thing I want you to do is just kind of tell me a little about who you are and what you do and all the things.
1: Uh, so I'm Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see. I work uh, retail. I am uh, assistant manager at TJ Maxx, woop
0: woop, where you can uh, find
1: literally anything on the fucking shelves. Guys. Yes. Yes. Anything. I do bring home a paycheck, um, <laughs> but I do spend a lot of money uh, at <laughs> TJ Maxx. What goes in must come out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I work very inconsistent schedule days, nights, weekends, um, all of it. So every week is a different week and constantly on my feet. Okay, so tell me a little bit about like about you. Are you uh, you got a dog? Yes, yes, I do have a, a dog, uh, English bulldog. Her name is Annabelle. She's uh, six years old and she's adorable.
0: She is adorable. She is. If I could show you a picture right now, I would, but I can't, but she's adorable. Mm-hmm. awesome and you are recently engaged I am recently engaged
1: oh, congratulations yes, yes it's been a long time coming <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm gonna I'm gonna turn 40 this year yeah so it's a big uh, mark- marker big marker a yeah. lot of changes a lot of things uh, going on that I'm very excited for awesome
0: awesome well again thank you for coming here um, I want to talk a little bit about your history with diet and exercise because you've had um, has a weight always been an issue in your life? Like, is this something that you've struggled with from the time you were little all the way up till now? Or is this more just like an adult thing?
1: I think I've always struggled with my weight my whole entire life. And it probably started, I think noticeably looking back at pictures, I would say fifth, sixth grade is probably when I noticed that definitely I, I struggled, you know, was different than other kids, you know, was a little bit heavier than other kids. And I wasn't necessarily really active either. I didn't play sports or anything like that, but yeah, I'd say my whole life for sure, whole life for
0: sure. So nothing as you got older got better then. No, not really. No, okay. So tell me a little bit about what you used to do. Um, Is is this something that you've tried to work on before? you were with me or working with me? Or was this just kind of something that you let go until the last two years? Or how, what are things that you've tried in the past if you've tried to lose weight in the past that you've done? So I definitely
1: have throughout my life, you know, gone through phases where I've, you know, worked out or tried to eat healthier, um, it, it's definitely been a roller coaster. You know, I've I've done a bunch of, you know, diets. I, I remember doing the cabbage soup diet when that what, was a thing. What is that? Um, I don't really remember other than I <laughs> ate a lot of cabbage soup, which I love, but um that's not really sustainable, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I, I've done them all, you know. I used to not eat after a certain time frame or cut out a lot of things. I think before I started working with you, the most uh, recent time before that, I had lost a bunch of weight because I had ended a horrible relationship and ended up starting out not doing it the right way. You know, I was sad and depressed and wasn't really eating the way I should have eaten. And so I did lose some weight because of that. And that fueled me to want to get into the gym and actually do things the right way and start working out and start getting healthier for myself. And so that's where it kind of started the time before you and I was going to the gym and I was working out doing lots and lots of cardio and a little bit of weights with, with machines and things like that. And did lose a significant amount of weight and focused a little bit on my nutrition It wasn't really the best. And then I kept it off for a little bit and then gained it all back. And then some, because that's what
0: happens. (laughs) Yeah. Happens when what?
1: When you're not consistent. Yeah. And you don't really have a plan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's like a big key takeaway is, um, had she probably continued to do what she was doing, even half the amount of time, right? She probably would have had a little bit more success. Do you think that what you were doing was sustainable for life?
1: No, absolutely not. I was spending probably two hours in the gym, which is not realistic for really the amount of time that I had, you know, I I didn't want to continue that, you know, it was hard for me to think, oh, I have to go to the gym for two hours today and I don't really have two hours to go. So maybe I'm not going. So it gotcha. definitely wasn't sustainable. I put too many restrictions on myself. And I think there was moments where I did feel like I was punishing myself by not being able to eat what I wanted to eat or do what I wanted to do. So absolutely, I was setting myself up for
0: failure doing that. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So what caused, when you, when you say, was it time that stopped that? weight loss journey for you? Was it the amount of time that you were spending? You're just like, I don't have time for this anymore. Was there a different thing that happened in your life that was like, oh, fuck it. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, was there something that changed significantly for you to say, never mind, I don't have time for this, or this isn't a priority in my life anymore?
1: So I had got to a point where I was down to almost where I wanted to be. So at the time, I got down to 165 pounds. I was in a size 12, and I was really happy with where I was at. And so my goal at the time, the number goal that I set for myself, was 150, right? That was the number goal that I had set for myself. I don't know why I necessarily felt like I needed a number. It was going (laughs) to make a difference, but... I had set this number goal for myself that this is where I wanted to be. And I was at 165 and a size 12. And I was really happy and I felt really good and I was doing all these things. And then I thought to myself, oh, I'm where I want to be. So I don't need to keep doing this as frequently as I was doing this. I don't need to be as mindful of what I'm putting in my mouth because I'm kind of where I want to be. And so it wasn't a priority anymore because I was happy. I think there were some changes that took place at uh, my job. I had switched stores. The stress level was different. There was things that just kind of changed. I changed, you know, as a person a little bit, and it wasn't really a priority for me.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. All right. Yeah. So like, here we are, we're, we're hearing all these things that she's saying wasn't a priority, not realistic, didn't have a plan, unsustainable what she was doing. Sound familiar to anybody else out there? Because this is exactly what a lot of women come to me and go, it's not sustainable. I can't keep doing this. I'm so tired of not eating carbs or having this or eating the cake at my kid's ice cream or my kid's ice cream party. Fuck, I want an ice cream party, but <laughs> my, my kid's birthday party or whatever the case is, you can't go out and enjoy yourself or do the things that you want to do. So I think it's really important to hear all these things that she's saying because I bet I have a lot of listeners who can relate to those exact things because that's how I was too. I was doing all the things that were unrealistic. Oh, I'm going to eat egg whites every day for fucking every meal. I like egg whites, but I don't like them enough to eat them every meal for weeks on weeks on weeks it on gets years. Boring. It gets really boring, right? And she is lucky because she has a really variety palate. Like she has a wide range of food that she eats. So she's really lucky. If you're like me and picky as fuck, this makes everything a hundred times more difficult. This is just a side note? But anyway.
1: Well, growing up. My we were exposed to everything, and that's why I have that palate. You know, I remember being a kid and friends coming over for dinner, and we would have eggplant, and we would have rutabaga, and we would have all these things that none of my friends had ever had, and we just ate everything. You know, we we. it's why I have the palate I have and why there aren't any restrictions anymore (laughs) and why I can eat it
0: all now. (laughs) Yeah, which is really interesting that you say that because um, my daughter has a friend who she went over to their house a couple years ago now. And they're not really friends anymore. But she says, I know I'm not really friends with so and so. But you could could you text her mom and get the recipe for this chicken dish because it had spinach in it even and I ate it and I was like, you're trying to get me with the spinach right now. I know you are because my kids don't eat that. They don't. She'll eat. She'll eat lettuce and she'll eat a salad and stuff. But like, I don't cook with spinach. Um, it's not like my favorite thing to eat. Not to mention like, spinach like it starts out really big and then cooks down really small and gets kind of nasty and slimy if you don't cook it right. And it's delicious. Oh, okay,
1: it's yeah, all see. delicious. Yeah, see all nah, of it.
0: Nah, nah. So that's – so it's interesting that you say that. So do you – when you were a kid, do you remember, like, your parents – like, did you portion out your own food? Did your parents work? Portions.
1: What's portions? Right. We we didn't have portions. I mean, I think our parents, uh, my brothers and sisters, they – put food on a plate for us. If we wanted more, we were allowed to go have more. Okay. Um, and potentially if we still wanted more, we were allowed to go have more. If there was food left, um, we were a leftover family too. Like it, nothing necessarily went to waste. Um, and there was four kids, my mom and dad, and they made food for Potentially more than that's, even us to eat. That's us. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. But we had everything. You know, it wasn't necessarily pasta heavy or this heavy. You know, we did eat out and and had fast food occasionally and things like that. But um, no, portion control was not a thing.
0: Not a thing. So what do you think that then growing up or even into your adult life was your biggest hurdle? Um, not necessarily during this process with me, but just in general With the nutrition element, is it portion? Was that your like hardest thing, or was it something else?
1: I think portions a little bit, but I think one of the biggest uh, things I think I've kind of learned over the years is that I can always have more, right? I can always have more another day, another time, right? I don't have to eat it all right now. You know, we're have the luxury here where food. Uh, to be honest, is very accessible, right? Whether you're going to the store, you're going to the fast, there's so many options of things to consume. And I don't have to have it all today. (laughs) (laughs) I can save some for another day, another meal, another, you know, whatever. Right. I think just being mindful of that. um, I've gotten really good with realistic portions for myself and slowing down. I think as a kid – we just used to talk and eat and talk and eat, you know, when we would sit around the table and stuff like that, that you weren't really mindful of really what you were putting in your mouth because you weren't really paying attention to it. Um, so I pay attention to that a lot more now.
0: Do, do Were you guys TV watchers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were too. Yeah. TV was always on. News, specifically.
1: Yeah, news. Um, always Not news. a fan.
0: Me either. Not a fan. We're not news fans um, here.
1: And not necessarily because of that, but yeah, the TV was on. It was just... The eating was mindless in a way, I think. Yeah.
0: That's why a lot of times it's, I give sometimes tips for people to get off their phone because I think I think that's a bigger distraction nowadays more than anything is eating when we're, we're on our phones or we're just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case is. And we're just like, blah, blah. and then next thing you know, you're like half a bag of chips in or half the thing of peanuts is gone or insert whatever, the whole sleeve of Oreos. And then you're like, oh shit, okay. You know, and then, it all goes downhill from there. So never a, a good thing. What about what about the the exercise part? Did you ever I know you you mentioned you went into the gym, but like, what do you think you struggled with there? When I was going to the gym, I never felt necessarily
1: comfortable enough to talk to coaches or people that worked there that were available to show me how to do things. So I kind of just figured it out on my own. And at the time that I was going, I don't even think I really used like YouTube or tried to watch videos or or look at exercise plans that other people were doing. I just kind of walked around the gym and looked at the machine and, (laughs) oh, this is, yep, this is how I use this. Okay, let me just (laughs) try that out. Yeah, Um, I didn't really have a concept of why or what I was really doing. I think I just tried to to do things. So I would spend like an hour doing cardio, uh, the elliptical, that was my jam for sure. Um, and the bike I would do. And then I would spend an hour doing weights, you know. Some of it was free weights, some of it was the machines, and that was the extent of it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So no plan, no structure, no no, no reason why, no, no rhyme muscle or group
1: focus, no <laughs> no nothing.
0: <laughs> when I did weights, every day it was
1: full body. It was, I was doing a little bit of arms. I was doing a little bit of legs. I was doing a, you know, maybe a little bit of abs, a little bit of every day. It was full body because I thought I had to do that every day. Yeah.
0: Okay. So let's shift here then, because obviously you've seen me like uh, when I moved back home to Michigan, I wouldn't say I was, I I was pregnant technically uh, with Blake, but obviously I, I had gained some weight after, after I met my current husband. Right. And so you kind of saw me balloon up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and get pretty big uh, because I got happy. Isn't happy. That's yeah, happy so does that. Happy will do it. Uh, happy will do it, and sad will do I it. I was going to say, and
1: sad will do it, ironically enough. Yeah, so you need to have some balance. Can't be too happy, can't be too
0: sad. <laughs> yeah, got to be right in the middle. So after I got really happy, you kind of saw me balloon up, and then obviously, you know, Will took this job, and here we are. Oh, gosh, it's five and a half plus years later. And so what – What made you say, we've been working, well, I'll say this. So after I started my journey, started counting macros, we started, we would go out for breakfast like all the time. And I would be very careful and cautious. It got slower and slower reeled in as we would go out for breakfast. Like I would do like fried eggs and then next time getting like egg whites with turkey bacon and, you know, and progressively got a little bit tighter in what I was eating. Um, So what were you thinking while I was doing this? Like what were what was kind of going on in your head, or what was kind of your thought process about like the fuck's this girl doing? Like what the fuck she did? Whatever she's doing is working. Like, what was your thoughts?
1: Well, when you first started, you know, on your journey, and you were working out, there was times we did go to the gym together, yeah, and we did work out. I don't want to say that I didn't want to be there, but part of me didn't want to be there. Yeah, I specifically remember going through the motions
0: and uh. Lansing, when we were camping.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough day. It was a really rough day. I decided that I wanted to start going to the gym again. And we were camping and you said you were going. And I said, I'm going to go every day with you. And so I I didn't go every day, but (laughs) I did my best for trying to start out again. And one of the days that I had went with her, I did the workout that she was doing with her. And kind of realized that there was a point in time where I was farther along than this. And I remember being angry at myself that I had to start all over again. And I couldn't do a sit-up. And you wanted me to do a sit-up. And you said that you were going to hold my ankles so that I could do the sit-up. And I just remember breaking down and crying because I just... I couldn't do it. And there was a point in time where I could do it. Right. And why did I let this happen again? Yeah. And that still wasn't the moment that I decided I needed to get healthy and I needed to do this. It still wasn't that moment.
0: No, but I think it's a definite like mental barrier to break through the getting angry, the... Why am I here again? How did I get here again? Why did I allow this again? I deserve better than this, but I'm not able to give better or whatever the case is. It's a, it's a, hard, uh, it's a hard mental barrier to break through. It is. It's, it is. It's, it's not an easy one. So, so what was the moment then?
1: You know, even after that, there was times where I would go back to the gym and maybe I would have, you know, a week where I would go a couple times. And I think the going with you actually after that, maybe it was a little less than less. Yeah. Um, and I had watched you on this journey and I was proud of you and I was happy for you. Part of me was jealous. I think that you had the drive and you had the motivation to do it. And why couldn't I, why couldn't I be inspired enough to do this for me? You know, I didn't, I didn't want it bad enough because I didn't know my worth. Yeah. I didn't think I was worth going to do this. Um, so I had some things that I had to work on with me so that I could learn what my worth was. And in turn, that's what helped me get back into the gym.
0: Yeah, because for those that don't know, I mean, obviously, I'm not giving an exact location here. But literally, the gym was like next corn. door to my house, yeah, like,
1: literally next door to my house. I walk <laughs> out my front door and basically in, into the, the gym. gym. Because it was, like, 20 steps away from my front door. Like, no joke.
0: Yeah. So there were a lot of excuses because, oh, I got this, or I can't do that because I'm here, or I work, I always stayed at work late. And you were, you are, you definitely buried yourself in work and kind of a slave to it. Uh, it was my life. Yeah. It was my life because that's all I thought I had. Right. hundred percent. Because, again, like she said, she didn't really think that she was worth having more, you know, which is... Again, I think something a lot of people resonate with. Recently, I've done a lot of mental, um, I just did a, actually a big uh, class last night with some women about, you know, breaking limiting beliefs about why we think these things. And the the biggest thing I, I'll give you from that is the takeaway is to start getting some positive affirmations in your life about what you want to be in your life and who you want to show up as in your life because those are the things that are going to help that worth value go up versus you know, negative thoughts create negative things. Positive thoughts create positive things. So um, that's a, that's your little knowledge nugget for the day, folks. Start getting in there and getting positive about yourself because that's the only way to really wrap your brain around this and, and break through that barrier because it's not easy. No, it's it's <laughs> absolutely not easy.
1: And even though I'm in a way better place than when I was, you know, I still have those days, you know, and I have to practice talking to myself in a positive way. Um. And it's something that I have become way, way better at than I ever was.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's good. And, and, you know, same goes for me. I'm five and a half years into this. Somebody just asked me that today on, uh, on Instagram randomly. Like, how long have you been? I was like, damn, five and a half years. Like, it's crazy, you know. And I still struggle, right? I think that's an important key. Like people people are quick to look at people. You know, I just did the, the, my podcast that just aired this week is all about comparison. And people are really quick to look at people and think like, oh, that must be nice that they look like that or they can do that or whatever. But don't consider the fact that they probably got went through a lot to get to where they're at. And, you know, that's a hard thing to, it's easy to look at somebody and say that, judge a book by its cover, but... You have no idea what that person has done to get where they're at. Like the shit's not easy. Right, right. Everybody goes through struggles. Everybody has hardships, even though it looks like it's easy. Yes, it's it's not. It's not. It's not. not. Even if even if you make it look easy. Yes. There's some bullshit going on. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) There's absolutely some bullshit going on. So what was the moment that you decided like, hey, I'm going to talk to her about, you know, trying to get some help or trying to see what she thinks or how did that all go out? You know, I
1: I think the moment that I decided that I I wanted to get healthy and I realized what my worth was and that I am worth this and I want to do this for me, you know, before that, I think I put a lot of my worth on how I was viewed by other people Mm -hmm. and relationships that I I had. And so um, when I ended yet another not-so-good relationship, I think that I allowed myself to sit in that place for so long that I didn't want to be wanted, right? And that's why I allowed myself to sit in what it was. And then I said, you know what? I deserve more than this. You know, I deserve to be this. And so I remember kind of coming to you and and starting to talk about what you were doing. Um, You were counting macros. And so that's kind of where I started, not even at the gym, but trying to reel in my nutrition a little bit and learning how to count macros and what it was all about.
0: Yep. That was the beginning. And I did a macro class at my house and I had like, I don't know, eight or so ladies that came over and we did a little, I did a little, you know, generic breakdown of how macros work and how, you know, if you listen to episode two, it's a great breakdown of how it all works. If you don't know, go back and listen to that episode. I did it uh, with Coach Gage. Um, And it's just really all about how your food is really just fuel for your body and you want to manipulate that food to do what you want your body to look like and to, to, to run as like a machine. So, so we started you off and we kind of got you going, kind of a slow start a little bit, just kind of, like you said, dialing in on the macros, understanding what they are, how to use them, started at the gym a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, kind of, I feel like kind of recently after we really began. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we switched to kind of at home what we could do. But of course, COVID was a bitch and hard. Well, and, and even before COVID hit, when I had started at the gym a little bit,
1: my gym closed. Oh, that that's true. It was next door to my house. And I had to find what was potentially a new gym. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I, those of you who don't know, I don't drive. So that's also something that I don't do. So this gym now that was next door that was closing, I had to figure out a gym that I was going to be able to walk to to be able to get there and making that commitment. Now even harder.
0: (laughs) Yes, because what used to be so convenient that she did not utilize is now no longer there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Man, this seems so long ago. It does. but It it does seem so long ago, but it, it wasn't was not like two and a half years. It was right before COVID. They closed down and then anyways. Okay. So, so then COVID hit and we kind of did some at home stuff and you still lost weight during COVID. Oh, I did. I did because, um, through work. I had to,
1: we were sending updates to work, right? And we had taken um, like some selfies of us to kind of make this little video for the associates and things like that so they could see us and what everybody was doing when we weren't back in the store and everything. And all the associates sent all this feedback like, oh my gosh, what happened? (laughs) Are you sick? (laughs) Wow, you lost so much weight. Like they didn't recognize me from before. So I had definitely lost weight during COVID. Yeah. The opposite of what what a lot of other people did. But yeah.
0: you got, I feel like you went one, one way or another. You went like gung ho or you're like, fuck it, everybody's gonna die anyway. I mean all the Oreos. Like, yes. I feel like I mean I ate Oreos, but <laughs> I still lost weight. <laughs> I mean all the Oreos yeah. <laughs> were donuts. Yeah. I, I feel like um that, that was that was a thing. One or, one way or the other. So yeah. So you still lost weight during COVID. We were working out at home with what what use of the the equipment that you did have. Yeah, I had some dumbbells. I uh,
1: I remember randomly finding a kettlebell somewhere that was like gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had bands, um, but yeah, I was working out in my driveway. Like I didn't have a, a bench or anything at the time. So I'm doing uh, stuff with chairs, <laughs> the chairs in the backyard, and. You know, push up off trees and just
0: random things. Yeah, but I think it proves that it can be done, right? So When you want it. Yeah, when you want it, you'll figure out a way to have it without the excuse that a lot of people give, right? Yeah. All right, so then things start to open back up. We obviously had to find you a new gym. Mm -hmm. We went to this really janky gym that was disgusting. Yeah, we won't name any names. but Uh, No, we won't. It's wherever uh, the, the the gym that closed just, like, transferred all their shit. And they're like, here, you can go to this gym. And then we walked in, and I was like, you're not going here. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> it was pretty janky. So then we kind of find one, found one. And it wasn't really in walking distance. No. So there was that problem, too. So we, we, we were able to find you one that wasn't within walking distance so that we could really get you back on track and get you back to going. So that being said, so what do you think was – one of your biggest apprehensions of working with me. Like when we, when we began the program and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to track your macros and we're going to lift weights.
1: So I had seen you do all of this. So I kind of had a, I suppose, a little bit of an idea of what things may look like. But I, I think for me, I didn't know if I could do it because I had tried things that have failed, right? I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know if I was, who wants to weigh their food? Like, I remember that being like, what? I have to weigh everything I put in my mouth? This is ridiculous, right? Is this going to work for me? I can't, I can't lift weights like this. I can't do this. And also, I, I think there was... A point where I thought I had to still do cardio in order to lose weight. And I remember the first plan we kind of came up with for me, I said, I still want to have cardio in here. And you're like, really? (laughs) (laughs) i thought i liked cardio i thought i did i tricked myself into thinking i actually liked it i found out shortly thereafter i really (laughs) didn't like it Can you remove all this cardio (laughs) that i had you
0: schedule for me please thanks yeah Uh, it's not necessary but yeah i I didn't know if i could do it so just more unsure of yourself yeah
1: unsure of myself in the process because it was unlike anything i had ever done before
0: yeah it's crazy, right? Yeah. This is also something I just talked about in this episode. That if you're doing the same shit over and over and it doesn't work, probably need to do something that you've never done. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. And again, Be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I just say, and again, y'all know me. Get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, was it Was it comfortable for you? No.
1: You feel not good. At all. Feel good. Uh, I, I was it didn't feel good in the beginning. It wasn't comfortable in the beginning. I had to, I had to work to get there. And there are still moments where I'm not comfortable and that's okay.
0: Yeah, it's totally okay. So how would you say now that your body and or feeling different doing my program versus your excessive cardio restriction of calories, what is different about you now that what that would didn't happen necessarily on the last time that you lost weight? (laughs)
1: So I definitely have a little bit more knowledge now than I did before. And I'm also, uh, I'm aware that I don't have to do all the cardio. I don't have to be in the gym for two hours to accomplish results. Um, usually I'm there for about an hour, right? That's realistic for me to fit into my, my crazy work schedule and my crazy life. Um, it's, it's sustainable uh, because I can eat the things I want to eat. There's no bad food, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So no. I, I can eat all the things I want to eat in moderation. You know, I, I feel more comfortable lifting weights. You know, I have a plan. So I go in there and I can get it done and get out and go on with the day. You know, um, it's something that I make work for me that I didn't make work for me before.
0: And I find this interesting because a lot of people who go on this journey, the first thing that they would normally mention is their body. And she did not mention her body once, but her body shift change is insane. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. It's the reality of it. And so let's talk about that because I know I've talked about Weight Watchers before. And when I did Weight Watchers, I lost 30 pounds. I weighed about 162 pounds, similar as you, and could not get out of a size 12 pant for the life of me. It just got stuck there. And you were talking about, you did your excessive cardio and all that shit and got to what, 165?
1: 165 and I was in a size 12. Okay. And it was not really lifting weights. It was a lot of cardio is what it was. And I now am at 170. So she weighs more. Just take note, ladies. And I'm in a size six. Okay. I have never been a size six. I don't think my whole life. Yeah, for real. That's me. For real. Yep. When I was in sixth grade, I don't even think I was in a size six. Same.
0: Yep. It's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. What was that feeling when you put on that size six pant? I couldn't... I thought
1: there was something wrong with the pants. <laughs> there was no way... I gotta, I gotta take these that ones my back. Ass was really in a size six. There was no way. I just... I couldn't believe it. Absolutely in shock. I'm still in shock. It's just... I look so different. I feel so different. I've come a really long way.
0: And, and the only reason I pointed out the fact that she didn't say anything about her body is because a lot of people, and I think this is human nature, we're superficial. And so the reason that we want to go on a health journey is because we want our bodies to look differently because we're unhappy in our own skin because we're not confident in the way we feel. Yet that was probably the original part as to why she began the journey because she didn't like how she looked. Yet it was not even brought up when she talked about how she felt and what has changed and what was different on my program versus what she did before. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a fucking mental shift. That's saying that I no longer, is how I look important? Yeah, because it brings me confidence and that's important to have. But now my priority isn't just my body. And that's not what I've learned is, oh, I know how to shrink my body. I know how to become less of a person. I know how to take up less space. Cool. Right, because it has nothing to really do with that at the end of the day, which is, it's a big no, deal.
1: I uh, I do think I look
0: great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can see her I, muscles bulging out <laughs> of her biceps. You can see her shoulder, and then her muscle pops out. <laughs> I I I love the way that I look,
1: and I think it's great because that isn't that isn't my initial reaction for all of this. And when I talk about all of this, it is a mental thing for me. I've come a a long way from where I was mentally, you know, and that's what's going to help me continue on this journey. Because it's not about getting to that number. It's not about getting to that size. It's, it's about something that I'm going to continue to do for the rest of my life, because I know my worth now. And I just I want to be healthy. And I want to be happy and whatever size that is, from now till then is, is what it
0: will be. Right, exactly. And I think that's really important too. you know, to point out the difference that nutrition is what determines our size of body. And what we do for exercise and or for training is really what determines the shape of our body. Because as you can tell, I weighed almost the same exact weight that I did when I had lost my 30 pounds of Weight Watchers. But in eight size, how do you do that when you go down? Is it like one size per two for women? Like, I don't understand Something like that. Well, I'm however many sizes down, uh, weighing the same shit, same concept with you. You weigh more technically now and are in a smaller pant size. And so that is a result of the lifting. That's not necessarily, yeah, it's a result of being smaller, sure. But the shape part of the body really is determined about from the actual lifting and and putting on muscle versus less fat yeah so it's really important to know that difference and that's why everybody's all about training 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 which is important but it's really you know nutrition will come first and that training is just going to shape that body how you want it to look after you've kind of gotten that nutrition down which is the hard part i think what do you think was harder do you think it was food or do you think it was the lifting part Food. food food i think food's always harder Well, because I love all the food. I want all the food.
1: (laughs) Always me up. (laughs) Always. Um, But I realized I can want all the food and have all the food just in moderation.
0: Right. So I know I, I feel we talk a lot about this. I mean, obviously, just as friends. And during this journey, a lot of things change. Relationships change. People don't get it. Um, what were some of the things that you experienced? Because I think some people aren't prepared for people's comments. Um, I know there used to be a comment that you would get all the time before this process oh, at work. So here's a little tidbit, guys. If you don't know if somebody's pregnant, <laughs> please don't <laughs> fucking say, when are you due? How many months pregnant are you? And also when they tell you that they're not pregnant,
1: Please don't argue with them and tell them that they're lying Um, I tend to wear my weight all in my middle yeah so depending on what I chose to wear yeah my belly looked like I was pregnant and I wasn't and uh, it happened on more than one occasion Um, so yes that was something that I did hear a lot that I don't hear anymore (laughs) right (laughs) which is great yes but
0: um, do you think those comments have shifted though They have shifted.
1: I have worked retail for 17 years, have a lot of regular customers that come into the store, a lot of people that haven't seen me in a while because of COVID and not necessarily going out and things like that. And people who see me now, they don't recognize me. They have to do a double take. And I have got the, are you okay? Is everything fine? Because I've lost so much weight and I look so different. How much weight have you lost? Uh, 80 pounds. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just want to. The average size of a nine year old boy. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And he was not on a piggyback, right? I, I don't know how. <laughs> a nine year old boy? That's crazy. Yeah. I have a nine year old boy if you want it back. God, no. No. Okay. No. No. I like the little, uh, little bit lighter in my step here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, so what would people say beside, you know, how did your family take it? Like, what do they think? I mean, they're, they're all very happy for me
1: that I'm getting healthier. You know, they're all very proud of me that I've been on this journey and, and that I've learned my self worth, you know, but you know, some of the comments, you know, from them, oh, how much more do you want to lose? Or, you know, the customers at work who have seen me think that, oh, don't lose anymore. You're, you're fine just the way you are. It's, it's not about a number, per se, that I'm trying to lose. I'm just trying to, this is part of my life, you know, eating healthy, eating right, and going to the gym. And so, you know, you make some sacrifices when you do stuff like this. You know, sometimes you can't do everything. That means that maybe I can't go out to dinner tonight because... I have to go to the gym. Uh, But we are going out for dinner, by the
0: way, after this. We are. We are.
1: (laughs) But we've planned for this. We have. That's a fact. (laughs) Yes. But it's, um, you know, maybe I work till six o'clock and I've got to go home and I've got to go to the gym and I can't just go out and have dinner with somebody or I can't go have drinks with friends because this is a priority and this is something that I have to do. So I've had people that are upset that I choose to go do this versus going to go do the thing, you know, and it's tough sometimes because I want to do the thing. But in order for me to show up for the thing, I have to go take care of me. And part of taking care of me is going to the gym.
0: Right. And I think this is too where Where that all or nothing mentality comes into play. Like nobody's telling you, you can never go out with your friends, that you can never go out for drinks, that you can never go do all those other things. It's just sometimes you have to say no, and that's okay. It doesn't have to be all of it. It just doesn't have to be none of it. You know, you can find that balance. You got to take
1: care of you so you can be better for them.
0: Yeah, I talk about that a lot. Oh,
1: God. You do got to take care of you. If you're not good to you, how can you be good to them?
0: Yes, seriously. You can't. Nope. You you can't. can't. Nope. So um that being said, so we're at 80 pounds. now what do we do? What's next, next for you? What's next for me?
1: Well, <laughs> I am uh I'm a client again. woohoo <laughs> <laughs> because I want to get back on track and... So I said I was going to turn 40 this year. Yeah. And through this process, this time around, I haven't set a number goal for myself because it's it's not necessarily necessary. You don't have to do that. Um, but I've chose to set a number goal to where I want to be by my birthday. I would love to be down another 20 pounds. And it may or may not happen. By then but I have the best tool in uh, my arsenal and that's you <laughs> right who has all the knowledge and no uh, pressure uh, right who has all the knowledge and, and things that uh, will help to hold me accountable and to help me get uncomfortable and to help teach me more that there is to learn because there's always more to learn you still are learning I
0: still am learning I'm doing all the things I can because for me personally, it's all about, you know, I'm a big person that is, don't ask a client to do what you're not willing to do yourself. So if I would ask any potential client to invest in themselves, I had better be able to put my money where my mouth is and invest in myself. And so I'm a firm believer in that. And I can always be a better coach, right? And being a better coach makes me a better person. And, and being a better coach allows me to coach and educate my clients better, which really at the end of the day, you don't want to have a coach forever. The goal is not to be coached until you're, you know, 60 years old. That's just not it. You know, I actually, it's funny. I just posted this the other day on, um, shoot, I think it was on like on Instagram or something, but I finally unsubscribed to Weight Watchers by the way. in my email, like, I don't know why I haven't been on Weight Watchers in almost five years, but I just did it. I don't know why. I feel like it was like a little bit of like a, a breakup. I was like, yeah, I guess I'm never going back now. Motherfucker. But like (laughs) chapter (laughs) close. Yeah. Seriously. I kind of felt like that. I'm like at the, it came while I was at the gym and I'm looking at the thing at the email and it's like a promotion, $15 for life. Like 15 bucks a month or whatever for life. Okay. So if you were to do the math and pay $15 for the next 30 years, how much fucking money is that? Too much money. Way too much money. For still no education on what you're actually doing. Nothing. They don't educate you about shit. Yeah. And it's just, it baffles me uh, people that think that that's normal or people that are willing. And you know what? The bottom line is how many people do shit like that and then they never do the program?
1: more than actually do it. That's for sure. It's just a
0: waste of money. Yeah. Like that's the problem, you know, and I just thought it was really ironic that, you know, you're talking about this and wanting to learn more and educate. And because the goal isn't to have a, my goal is never to have a client for life. My job is to educate you, get you where you want to go, get you to be able to sustain that place. And then you move on.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, and that's what I want to learn. You know, I want to continue to learn more about lifting and, and things like that. and to The goal is to get to a place here where I'm just going to be toning, you know, and and just not necessarily losing, but maintaining where I'm at and things like that. Making it sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get you looking hot
0: for the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It'll be
1: nice to have the focus while all the
0: stressful planning and all the things are going on too. Well, I think that's another consideration people don't take into consideration is that type of thing where it's like – you're going to be making a lot of pretty big decisions about a wedding. That's super important. And then it's like, do you, are you even going to have the brain capacity to try to think about what you're supposed to be going and doing? Or is it easier for me just to explain, this is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it. Go execute.
1: Done. That's that's exactly it. it it's I'm going to have too much to plan to... Want to try to do it on my own and I'm not going to be able to do it all on my own. So, so why do it? Right. <laughs> Set myself up for success is what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Literally. It's like when you have a plumbing issue, most of the time you call a plumber. Yeah, for sure. You definitely don't call a cement guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless the plumber says you need the cement guy. <laughs>
1: true. True.
0: <laughs> Only if though. Right. Right. Awesome. So what's your biggest takeaway from this journey for you?
1: I would have to say the biggest takeaway is, is, to be honest, really learning and and knowing my worth and that I deserve this and the fact that I I can do it. Because I think that in the beginning, I didn't think I could, right? Learning that I can go into the gym and go to the weight section and I not only deserve to be there, but I belong there. Right. Because it's something I enjoy. You know, the gym has become my happy place in a way. You know, I, uh, I dance at the gym. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story. <laughs> or potentially a, a whole stories. different podcast, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just five, two, six for life, for life, for life. No, I just, I, I know my worth. I know that this is something that I'm going to carry with me through my life. And this isn't just a moment in time. So that, you know, I guess really just my worth. It's, it's been huge throughout well, this whole thing.
0: And if you really think about it, really, that's what do you have without that? Not or, a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Who are you without knowing your value or knowing your worth? to yourself i mean yeah other people can sit here and say yeah you're I, I appreciate you or i'm thankful you're in my life but when you don't think that about yourself doesn't matter who has to say it who the fuck cares right yeah. you're 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 the one that's got to look at that mirror every day they don't have to look at you every day yeah. you know so i think it's really uh that's a great takeaway from from this all right well i don't have any more questions Is there anything else you want to add besides your dance moves or you all might too want to be careful because she might punch you in the face at at the bar at the don't even. Are we gonna no, talk about this? No, Are we going there?
1: No, we're not going
0: there. Oh, we're going there. She could talk about a time that I totally pushed her out on the dance floor. <laughs> oh gosh.
1: You know, e- even in those moments, right, that you're made to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uh How you come back from
0: that, right? It's all about the comeback. Yeah, it's all about coming back. Turn that rally cap backwards and get to moving. Yeah, (laughs) for for sure. Awesome. Is there anything else you wanted to say or add or anything before we, you know, wrap up?
1: I'm just really happy to be starting this next chapter with you. I'm excited. I'm really excited to continue to learn more and going down. Yeah, I'm just excited. I really am. <laughs> me
0: too. It's awesome. So thank you for coming back. Absolutely. Thank uh, you for having me. Of course. <laughs> Anything for my Nettie? <laughs> Alright guys, so that is about if we have for you today. Thank you again for joining us. Really appreciate you. If you want to uh, learn more about my program, you can find me at Mom on Instagram. You can email me at GetCPFitNow at gmail.com uh, that's my email, but I already said that, obviously, cause it's gmail.com. Anyways, you can also find me at Facebook, um, Sarah J. Krieger, K-R-I-E-G-E-R. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Go out there and remember that every day is a new day to do better, be better, and begin.